0: By the 1st of January next year, companies listed on the SGX will need to show that they have a clear whistleblowing policy in place. They'll have to do more. Among the requirements, a policy framework that ensures that the identity of the whistleblower is kept confidential and that that individual is protected from reprisal. From the 1st of next year, listed companies will need to provide an explanation of how they've complied with the key requirements of the SGX framework such as providing independent oversight of the policy and to do so in their annual reports. Robson Lee is partner at Gibson, Dunn & Crutcher. He joins me now to help us understand what the requirements of this new whistleblowing framework means, what it means for companies and what the requirements mean for you should you have a genuine concern to report. Robson, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Michelle.
0: Now, why is the SGX mandating a new whistleblowing framework?
1: Well, I think the uh, policy consideration is that in difficult times, companies face problems. There could be instances where there are errand officers, there could be wrongdoings, and you need to provide a conduit for information to flow through uh, so that an independent body of persons or an independent officer looks into it, investigate, establish if further action needs to be taken and information needs then to be announced to the market so that shareholders, investors are quickly informed that something has gone wrong rather than it's too late and too little is done. So I think that's the policy behind the new rules that uh, will take effect uh, for January the 1st, uh, 2022.
0: All right. So what does this new whistleblowing policy mean that SGX listed companies have to do when it comes to whistleblowing? They've already sort of been lining up, uh, you know, aligning themselves with the requirements of the new framework from this year. But what will they have to do in the run up to 1st of January next year?
1: Well, I think very importantly, the company would have to, uh, and the audit committee, have to work very closely to establish an office uh, uh, manned by officers who are able and and are designated with an independent function and powers and resources to investigate whistleblowing reports. I think that's very important because when something comes up, uh, the audit committee, although it has the overall responsibility for oversight and monitoring, of the whistleblowing procedure and processes, there must of necessity be a body of persons or at least an officer who is independent, independent from management, independent from management override to look into it, investigate, and then report to the audit committee. So I see the most important thing to be done in the run-up to 1st January 2022 is for the independent function to be established. And this has to be clearly set out in the annual report uh, for next year.
0: Robson, what happens with the information that a whistleblower brings to light? What happens next? I think there are people worried that, you know, what if I bring something up as a whistleblower and I'm mistaken? What happens next?
1: Well, I think um, the entire, you know, objective is to make sure that whistleblowers' identity is kept confidential. Mm. And if the report or the disclosure uh, is bona fide, then I don't think there will be reprisals because then it defeats the entire rationale for having a whistleblowing policy. Um, the rules are not prescriptive as to what happens if uh, you know, it turns out to be a mala fide report, someone is just doing it uh, to create problems, it's a vexatious, you vexatious know, kind of uh, report, it's bad faith, then I think uh, the... Audit committee is charged with the function whether should action be taken against that particular person or should it be something that uh, is kept confidential uh, and you know, in-house uh, actions are taken, but at the same time, you don't want to discourage the entire spirit of whistleblowing. Right. So I think it's, it's a judicious balance. But of course, if something that is clearly uh, you know, egregious then I think, of course, the audit committee has the powers to decide whether firm action should be taken against persons who report maliciously. I think it's a very judicious uh, position that the audit committee is charged with. SGX is very clear that it doesn't want to be overly prescriptive because Mm -hmm. it wants companies to have their own culture, to have their own Uh, procedures in establishing what to do and what not to do. And I think the SGX has taken a position that they should not be overly prescriptive. And these things have to be disclosed in the annual report because the company needs to disclose its commitment to ensure protection of the whistleblower against detrimental, unfair treatment. Of course, the flip side is if someone abuses it, you know, and then what do you do to this person? I think this is something that has to be left to the company. Each case has to be treated, uh, you know, with clear clarity as to what do you need to do to do the right thing.
0: We all work within a limited pool of, of knowledge or information, so whistleblowers will bring up what they reasonably believe to be true. Where does the owners lie on to, to prove these allegations?
1: Well, I think the. Um, You know, the spirit is not for the whistleblower to prove or to establish evidential, uh, you know, uh, clear evidence that something has gone wrong. But it's a question of having somebody alert, an independent body of persons, uh, the independent officer, the audit committee, that something may not be right, that there's something that uh, that is building up, something that has gone wrong. And therefore, that's the entire rationale that someone should be investigating it before it becomes a big problem. Of course, if at the end of the day, it's proven to be baseless, it's not something that needs to uh, to be worried upon, a special audit needs to be done or special investigation, then of course, I believe most audit committee members would have the good sense to say, well, thank you for informing, we've investigated, mm-hmm. nothing has gone wrong. In fact, it is underscores the robustness of having this policy because it's an early detection kind of thing, you know, that something may not be right, but please look into it. So this is the spirit I think SJX wants to hardwire in having these rules made mandatory for next year's uh, annual report uh, from 1st January 2022.
0: From your reading of the rules, what is expected of the director or the management with regard to whistleblowing and and creating a safe sort of psychological space for this to happen?
1: I think they need to encourage whistleblowers to come forward, to have a mindset that something has gone wrong, someone independent needs to look into it, someone needs to investigate further and if need be escalated to the relevant authorities to investigate further. Because you have to remember, as you correctly pointed out, the whistleblower has limited resources. Mm. He may see something that is not right, but it may not be wrong. So, But then at least the mechanism, the entire system is, is wired such that somebody is going to look into it. Nobody's going to sweep it under the carpet or, or, or encourage people to just simply bury their heads in the sand. So I think the entire thing is to encourage a more proactive uh, you know, kind of uh, vigilance amongst employees, amongst people who may see something that top management regulators may not have detected it. So that's the entire rationale for having the whistleblowing policy hardwired. So I think directors have to abide by not just the rules, but by the spirit of it because these things now have to come out in the open. You gotta publish in the annual report. So you gotta it underscores your commitment. Your Integrity in having the policy in place and not just simply, uh, you know, glossy literature that is published but no substance.
0: So SGX says it will not tolerate the harassment or victimization of anyone who reports a genuine concern. What are the liabilities of breaching any part of this new framework expectations for whistleblowing?
1: Well, I think uh, in the same uh, paper that SGX announced a whistleblowing policy, SGX has also made clear that it now has very strong administrative powers to issue public reprimands, and that is a very strong deterrent because when you are reprimanded for disobeying, for breaching the rules, then, you know, uh, reputational-wise, it has a big impact. On top of that, SGX has the power to actually suspend or to require errant directors to step down, to resign issuers, uh, uh, then also impose with the uh, restriction that they should not appoint that particular person for at least three years, you know. um, And and these are things which SGX has also announced in its rules uh, in conjunction with the whistleblowing policy that was announced. So SGX means business. They intend to be very tough with people who breach their rules. And whistleblowing now is part of the listing rule.
0: He's Robson Lee, partner at Gibson, Dunn & Crutcher, joining me here in Money & Me.
1: Before acting on the information
0: on Money FM.